Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. We are here for, I believe it's episode seven. Uh, This is your Inter Juventus Derby d'Italia preview. A very, very special episode for you guys today. Uh, We have a couple guest appearances that we're excited to to announce. Um, We're looking ahead to this game on Sunday, right? Absolutely uh, gigantic match, as as it always is, um, taking place at the Giuseppe Meazza. Um, so we're ready to bring you guys our thoughts on what to expect today and what to expect on Sunday. Um, you know, we'll talk about the match a little bit. We'll talk about, uh, you know, everybody's status, injury report and so forth um, and have a little fun with some questions at the end. So I'm going to kick it over to my co-host, as always, the CEO of Inter Twitter, Johnny Paterno. Johnny, what's going on? What's up, man? Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting. We got two guys from the All Juve cast here, uh, Daniel and Anthony. Uh, definitely wanted to bring them on just so I could talk a lot of trash. You know, Daniel's been trying to date my sister for a while now, so uh, oh, that's right. I figured might as well might as well bring him on to see if I actually give him my seal of approval. So we're gonna be brother-in-law soon, man. You better approve. soon enough, right? And yeah, then it'll be a, it. a house divided. I don't know. <laughs> I can convert your sister. I'm not worried. Oh gosh, that's it. Cancel the show. Turn it off now. <laughs> Thanks for Maybe having a us, Milan, guys. A Milan and an Inter uh, household could survive, but I don't know about a Juve and yeah, Inter no. household. I, th- I think my dad would actually kick my sister out permanently <laughs> if that happened. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, appreciate you guys coming on. Um, yeah, that's thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, Glad thank you. Here. Awesome, awesome. All right, so I guess before we dive into um, some of this uh, injury report, because both of our our teams are missing um, some important players going into the match on Sunday, uh, you guys actually played today, right? We had our big Champions League victory a couple days ago, but Juventus actually played today. How are you guys feeling after your major, major Europa League winner? Oh, we'll take that win all all day, every day, twice on Sundays, on to the next round. Um, you know, me and Anth actually agreed a lot on this, and we said from the beginning, Freiburg stink. So it's no surprise to, to me Freiburg. anyways. Sorry, Freiburg, Freiburg, whatever. Um, no surprise <laughs> that we won this one. So I'm, I'm happy. We're on to the next round. That's it. Anth, what do you think? Uh, I said earlier in the season that our, our club wasn't a Champions League club. We just, with injuries and... The way Max was coach at the beginning of the year, that it just wasn't for us. So I, I think a lot of the youngsters could use could use a deep Europa League run just to get us going, and that's what we're doing. And you want to know some? It's not Champions League. We all understand that. But for the younger players like Sule, Meretti, Fajoli, even Vlaovic, it's good for them to. You got you got to get those away nights. I know it's not Tuesdays or Wednesdays, but away <laughs> you know away in Europe is always good experience for the young guys. So we'll, yeah, it's, and it's Freiburg. Never who seen cares? them until you know, I've never seen them play until this year. hundred so. percent agree. No idea. We'll never see them again. <laughs> probably and, not. Uh, so we'll take the W and and we're moving on. So a lot of people were looking past this game to Sunday, obviously, but uh I'm glad the boys got it done today. Had to get it done today. Mm-hmm. And then now we can focus on Sunday. 
You, you yeah, guys, you guys um, thinking there's a little bit of a disadvantage uh, that you got, you know, an extra couple of days of rest? You worried about that at all, or? Um, uh, no, uh, no, no. Because Demetria didn't play. I was just gonna say limited, that. Uh, yeah. didn't play. Kies had limited minutes. Dusan looked good. Um, no, because what was the what are the minutes on Danilo there, Danny? He's played every. He's played a lot. Every minute except for minus twelve minutes, something like that. He's yeah, played, it's wild. So. Um, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, but we uh, we got Dusan off with some time, so we got a bit of rest today. Like Ant said, Di Maria didn't play at all. Chiesa played for about 20, 25 minutes. So that's good. Get him a little quick run out. I was surprised he did play, but um, for the most part, the big guys, minus Pogba, obviously, are, should be Don't available. Just, just making sure we're clear. We're clear <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'll give Allegri a little He's credit because unlike, uh, unlike Inzaghi, he'll actually keep his older players out of games that he doesn't really need to waste them on, whereas Inzaghi likes to run every 35-plus-year-old to the ground so that they're useless the rest of the year. So We'll see how well, Dzeko we, gets uh, last maybe 28 minutes against you guys if he starts. And you know, so. like, we're not that different. You know what I mean? Like We, we had an issue beginning of the year with, again, a lot of injuries, and we were playing Benucci, right? Yeah. And then it just... As it happens, you know, we're in a certain formation. We were running with four at the back. It hasn't worked. And we went to three at the back. And the three Brazilians back there have been Better. serviceable. Yeah. Right? So we just, you know, that's it for Benucci. I, I think he just sort of lost his spot. Right? Yes. That's it. Absolutely. And I don't think you're yeah, going to have any Juventini uh, on that one. <laughs> Not anyone. I can't remember the last time I saw um, Vlaovic and Kesa on the score sheet uh, together in the same match. So I thought that was uh, – you guys have to be feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, especially for Dusan. I think that was a big uh, morale boost for him. I, have you have Kesa and Vlaovic been on the score sheet together while at Juve? I don't think so. I can't remember it happening. And I was like, when I saw, you know, at the end of the match, uh, what the stats were, I just I, I hadn't, hadn't seen that before. I would not be surprised if the last time that happened was at Fiorentina. No, wow. it, it was because um, Kiesa blew his ACL. Yeah. And then Vlaovic came That's in. right. He wasn't even there at the same time. Yeah, yeah obviously. Duh. So. Um, but yeah, definitely a good, uh, a good boost for Vlaovic. Hopefully he continues to get some goals. And it's nice, you know, Kiesa's had a, a tough year and a half now since that injury so i know johnny's a big fan of him so you know we want to keep him away from inter and and fire firing for he's us coming. don't worry he's coming soon enough. <laughs> i don't know how it is i don't know how it is on, on your side because like to be honest i follow juventus i focus on juventus i don't focus on anybody else and then whoever the next opponent is but for us like on our side we see a lot of juventini giving vlaovic you know flop Hard time. Like we had to deal that, yeah. that with on our show this morning is he a flop and i got so frustrated it took everything in my body not to start cursing at some people because it's like he's 23 <laughs> years old like at what point are fans going to be like he i'm almost double his age <laughs> like he's just a kid you, you know what father. i'm saying like let, we need to give some of these kids some slack like just he needs time okay he's had four bad weeks god i i had a lot of four bad week stretches when i was 23 <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, let's just give him a break a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, we I see it in, in intergroup chats talking about Lautaro being Frautaro because yeah. they think he's just a fraud. And I'm like, you've, you've got to be kidding me, man. This guy scores big goals for us all the time. It's like, yeah, you know, he had a bad game against Porto. Like, I'm not going to sit and pretend like he didn't. But, you know, give the guy a break. Like, we, he's got no partner up front. The midfield was kind of useless. They were all over the place, even though we won the game. But, I mean... The guy was missing. They couldn't. If you can't get the ball to your forwards, how are you yeah. expecting to produce? Like, what do you want? You want them to just like take the ball ninety yards every time and score themselves? Like, 
It's just like us. It's not yeah. FIFA, so. Yeah, and we got to stop killing, like, the young stars of our league, too. Like, these are, you know, specifically, let's talk Vlaovic and Lautaro. Like, we don't want these guys to leave Serie A for, mm-hmm. for, you know, God forbid, the EPL, right? So it's kind of, uh, uh, it's pretty typical of, you know, Italian sports media um, to, you know, be quick, and even the fans, just to be quick to pick up on bad performances, but... Obviously, these are you know two of the best players in the league and two of the biggest stars. So um, you just want to see them on good form and, and not getting killed. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's turn our attention to uh, this big match that we have coming up. So obviously, we have the Derby d'Italia. Uh, Inter currently sits in uh, second position on fifty points. It is mind-boggling how that is still the case after you know sort these of. the form that we're in, but uh, we're. <laughs> sort of sitting in second so i can't i can't uh make a sound that is specific to an asterisk but if there was yeah. one i would give that to juventus who's currently in seventh place on 38 points after having been deducted 15 what wild um times. <laughs> what wild times so heading into the match Not um, enough. they didn't take away enough that's the problem jeez no. here we go <laughs> i think you know it's been a very interesting top four, but um, what I, you know, I haven't spoken to too many Juve fans because that's uh, not really how I spend my time. But uh, <laughs> what um, what do you guys think is ultimately going to come of the um, the hearing that's coming up? Do you think there's going to be a resolution that either there's a reduction in the amount of points that were taken off you guys, or do you ultimately think that will be upheld? <sighs> You I'm sure you guys have talked about this a lot. Yes, we've, we've touched on it a few times, but like with all the reports that we've seen come out, it seems like the points are coming back. And, and like in most cases, you, you would say like, yeah, it's, all, it's nearly a guarantee. You know, we have stuff to back up our, our statements and this and that, whatever. But the odd thing is that we never know what's going to happen in Italy. And I think that's, that's the wild card because we have no idea what the hell's going on there. They do shit backwards, upside down. I know Anth has said this many times about such a disaster Syria is in Italy pretty much as a whole. So mm-hmm. I, I want to say it's going to come back for sure, but I, I can't say that because I have no idea. I'm just hoping it is at this point. So just so just so your listeners don't get us confused with total Juventus slappies, we'll we'll call our club out. Like on our show, we call them out. It's true. And when things aren't things aren't going well, we'll call them out. But if they're doing things right, you know, we'll definitely give them the credit where credits due. Minus fifteen points middle of the season is a clown show. Like Sedia made themselves look like a clown show. Whether it's right or wrong, to any club, to any club you do that to, you're making yourselves look like a circus so um okay minus 15 points juventus builds their appeal again we cover it a lot and a a lot of the we had like a nine point the Juventus had like a nine point response to it and some of it was in the verdict they used uh information that wasn't in the appeal from the prosecutor it was in it was information that was in the media so it's so that's a lot of their that's a lot of Juventus saying hey you've introduced new um, new evidence that wasn't presented to you so just stuff like that it's like you know they're using a document that hey this proves fraud it was the AK deal the with Marseille document 
No, that's a, that's separate. That's a different. Uh, there was another one where it was a transaction with Marseille, and they said it was a forged document. Well, the only thing that was changed was the address. It's like yes. come on, like guys, come on, it's the address. Jeez. Like they changed the address of like Juventus or Marseille. Like it was not the dollar value. So it's just things like that that you. The more you read into it, and hey, this was the easy one. And Lucci and I will not sit here and like defend Juventus. Like wholeheartedly until we see everything on the Prisma case mm-hmm. with the salary maneuvers. It's a different story. That's a different. That's a different beast because when you're sure. a publicly traded company, you are yeah. you open yourselves up to like you can't you can't cook the books anyway. We're not saying that they did, and we're not saying that they didn't. Like we'll wait till all that comes out, but you can't play with money when you're a publicly traded company. So that's the one where. Like I think we're getting the fifteen points back. I'm sorry to say, but those are coming back. Do you think all fifteen? You don't think it's going to be a reduction of any? No, but I do. We we do like on our show. We talk about it quite a bit. Is that the financial penalties we could face with the Prisma deal? Yeah, could be excessive. Transfer bans, financial penalties. Who knows how much those can be? And then UEFA might jump in. So that's the one that we're really waiting for. that's Listen, I'm, we were I'm okay giving you guys the 15 points. Just take it away from Napoli and then make it a real, <laughs> we'll make it a real title, make it a real title race again. You know, hey. Listen, at the end of the day, if 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 you're getting caught with your hand in the cookie jar, you should get slapped. And if that's the case, we we'll, we will sit in our like you know you can't you can't take money, you can't move money around, you can't be playing those games. But when you start accusing one team of this. All other teams should start getting yeah. worried that, yep. well, who else are they going to start looking into? Because if they keep following the paper trail, I'm not saying Inter, because Inter seems to be you know doing their own thing. But, you know, like the smaller clubs. They would have clubs, to follow like, it to China, so it oh, takes you know what an I extra mean? trip. Good luck, just, good luck with that one, too. Yeah. It just seems silly. Like, it, like City is already kind of down. Mm-hmm. And then you start pulling stuff like this. It's like they got to find something else to do over there in that prosecutor's office. Like, come on, guys. So this is this is, you know the reason that I, I wanted to get your mm-hmm. your sense of whether you think those points are coming back is because when we look at a you know a massive game like this it feels mm-hmm. like on the pitch in terms of you know the points without the asterisk this game is a lot place. closer right oh, yeah. than you know 2 and 7 mm-hmm. so you know understanding what is your mindset going into this game are you seeing it as like this is a must must win from the standpoint of we need to climb into the top four or do you feel like you know we're going with the 15 points back we're going to be in top four like does it feel sort of a for second place or that you're still climbing up the table you know trying to get to sixth fifth and so forth well i think regardless just based on the rivalry you want to win this game you should never go into a game saying yeah you know we're, we're hoping for a tie or a loss or you know it doesn't matter um of course, the standings is big and, you know, if the points come back and you pull out this win, you know, you add an extra three, you know, you create a bit of separation for sure. Um, yeah, I, I I said from the beginning of the week that Sunday was, to me anyway, Sunday's more important than the game today. Um, Ant will disagree, that's fine, but... Um, well, I know, I know Freiburg stinks, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I knew we were going to beat them anyway. Um, but I think we'll, definitely Sunday will be a tougher match. Um, do I think we could win? Yes, I do think. But I don't know what kind of Juventus is going to show up. That's, again, we are our own worst enemy at times. So it, at this rate, I could see it going either way. Inter, Inter seems to 
lately anyways has our number um you know obviously this the beginning the first game this year went a little differently but last year uh you know we got torched pretty hard well in allegri when when the the whole thing started when it happened in january with the minus 15 points he was very much let's focus game to game this you know i was always like don't worry about that we're gonna next game this this is what we're gonna do and then it, Lucci was it the past maybe two weeks week and a half he's been saying after every game we have he would say our points as if we had those 15 the extra points 15. back. We yep. are in this place. Like That's what he says to the players. That's what he says. So he knows something we don't. I don't know. But his his mindset is, I'm going to train these guys. I'm going to coach these guys as if we're in second. We're fighting for second. We're trying to fight inter off. That's what we're doing. So mm-hmm. I think he's been doing a good job of that. And I said on our show the other day that our season really started a week and a half ago with the Roma match. That was the, this is the home stretch. You now mm-hmm. have three competitions. Uh, Roma was the one that I was really disappointed that we lost. I thought that, that that was a bigger match than people were making it out to be. Yeah. But from but this is a like there's no way you can cut cut this one. This is a big game on Sunday for yes. both teams. And yes. for Juventus, for us, we're looking at it as if we win this, we're six points clear of second. That's how. Of, of Inter in second. That's, that's how, how we, we're going to look at it right now. Yeah, no, I mean, and I would agree with you guys on that. Like, that's something that I'm not taking this for granted. Like, obviously, I know, like, I, I mean, I, I don't have any good feelings towards Juventus, but I never want it to come down to, like, a point deduction to win a title or mm-hmm. to take a specific position. Like, that... I mean, it, it, I mean, like you said, like if it, yeah, you if if you commit a crime or you do, a, you got to be punished. All right, mm-hmm. fine, do it for next year. Like we don't have to, like don't do it in the middle of the season. Like that makes, like if it happened to Inter, I'd be furious and I'd still be feeling, you know, some kind of way about it. So, I definitely think that yeah, this game Sunday is going to be big. And even when Inter were going through the banter era, like yeah, I kind of expected Juve to win every matchup, but I wanted to go in there, you know, to win the game. Like I, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like no matter what was happening on the pitch for us or what place we were in the standings i feel like they did leave it all on the line and they would try to win those games no matter what the situation was so it's uh it's definitely going to be you know a big swing no matter who wins i think that'll definitely help drive some momentum leading into the Coppa Italia tie as well which which could be beneficial in some ways for whoever comes out ahead and you know i don't i just i want one of us to win just because i want i don't want any if it ends in a tie, it's just like another two points that Napoli's probably going to get to pull away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm that crazy Inter fan who still thinks it's not quite done yet. Like, we're <laughs> not totally out of it. Even though I know the, the door is pretty much closed, they just haven't locked it. That's how I look at it. So, um, Just yeah, rooting this, for chaos. I mean, dude, that's all I really want. Like, <clears throat> I, I, need, I need a Napoli deduction. That's really what I need at this point. That's not going to happen. But, hey, you know, <laughs> we, anybody can dream. But when it, when it comes to coming into this match, all I can say is for Juventus is that even though we lost to Rome, that game and then the uh, uh, first Freiburg – shit, I almost forgot their name there for a second. Mm. Freiburg and then Sampdoria. And then the first half of today has probably been the best stretch of football we've played all year. So – it's just the second half of today was a hey, Lucci was, was not good. Up a man, but it even the not, first half against Sampdoria wasn't great either. Yeah, so or the end of it anyway. I think we're playing okay coming into this. I, I definitely not better than we've how seen we were. previously. Yeah, we, oh yeah, it's definitely it hasn't been good. But I think we're, I think that the boys are looking good so far coming into this one. I think they'll be up for it, especially after the win today. And that's what worries me. Like there's a, I feel like there's a big contrast to with the way we've been playing lately. Like it, it just seems like very underwhelming performances. 
Our midfield has been all over the place. Um, honestly, outside of Hakan and Onana, I don't think anyone is on form. And it just looks like anybody can beat us on any day. Like, it's it's kind of worrying. And I don't know if it's something with Inzaghi not being able to rally the troops. I don't know if the players are, are thinking about who is leaving, who wants to walk out the door, who's already going to be sold in the summer. I don't know. Like, I really don't know what's going on with them. But in terms of form right now... Yes, we may have gotten through Porto, but based on that match, like it just wasn't a pretty performance, and mm-hmm. and I'm a little uh, I'm a little worried as to what can happen Sunday, like and and where we might line up and and who's going to have their yeah. head in the game. So, so there's definitely contrasting form from both clubs coming into um, the game on Sunday. So Inter has won two out of their last five matches, whereas Juventus has won four of them. Um, the key piece here is that there are a lot of um, rather important injuries or suspensions across both teams. Um, so Inter will be coming into this game without their left center back, Alessandro Bastoni, pulled up in uh, the second leg against Porto. And also another um, player down our left side, Robin Gosens, is out until the end of March. Um, so Di Marco put in you know, a good shift against Porto, but Champions League games, we know they really can drain you of your, your energy. So that's definitely mm-hmm. something to watch. What I expect um, from the Inter back line, some changes to be made. Um, I expect that Cherby to, to shift over to that left center back role with De Vrij sl- slotting into uh, the central position in the uh, back three. For our listeners, we have Johnny shaking his head pretty aggressively. Let's hear uh, what else are they supposed to do? What else are they supposed to do? I mean, dude, can you imagine, like, if they decide to, whoever they put on that right side, whether it's Chiesa, Di Maria, they are going to eat Acerbi alive, in my opinion. Like, that guy is so slow. Don't I do think breath. he's good positionally, but I don't. Listen, I'm not. <laughs> After what I saw uh, Spezia do to him, I, I'm a little worried that <laughs> anyone could just blow by him, in, in all honesty. But it's <clears throat> I would much rather start Darmian and leave Acerbi in the middle. That would be me personally. But, yeah, I mean, That's I don't... I don't lined I, up against Porto, right? So we started him on the right side, and Skriniar didn't play that, that, that game. Mm. I mean, we had Bastoni on the left and Acerbi in the middle. But it, in this game, I would actually... Darmian is like a, a Swiss Army knife. You could play him almost in any position in the back three. You could play him at a left or right wing back. I would be fine with him playing left center back personally, just because uh, w- with his form, uh, I think you, there's no way you can you can play him anywhere else. And I wouldn't put Skriniar there because you, we've seen how uncomfortable he is when uh, Conte did it yeah. a few times experimenting he can't with play the back three. On that he, side. Yeah, he yeah. can't play on that side. And De Vrij, he also can't play on that side. And even though Acerbi worked. For that little brief cameo he did for like 15 minutes i just don't i don't feel comfortable with that personally i mean we know inzaghi likes to do what he likes to do with it and he has his his you know trusted sergeants that he sticks with and i'm sure he's probably going to stick with a chair to be back there like you said and he'll probably go back to devry in the middle but i think it's a mistake personally the only, the only other comp- thing oh, go ahead anthony i was gonna say the only compliment i'll give inter is darmian's hair Great sound. Amazing. <laughs> That's it. He looks Sorry. like a Long take Island it. lacrosse take player. <laughs> Great sound. Yeah. And he's been a, a monster for us this season. But um, the only other scenario I can see for that left center back position is D'Ambrosio, which he put in an unexpected shift at left wing back. Um, it's likely that he may have to spell DiMarco again at some point. 
Um, Screenyard not coming back uh, as quickly as we had anticipated is really kind of messing this situation up because like Johnny said, we would like to deploy Darmian as that Swiss army knife, but unfortunately there's a hole at right center back, there's a hole at left center back, and we only have so many Swiss army knives to uh, to try to fill these holes with. So um, that's uh, that's what Inter's looking at. I think really quickly before I kick it over to you guys with um, what you're expecting from Juve's lineup, um, I am going to say it out now. I'm hoping to see Lukaku from the start. Johnny and I have talked about this over and over again. We haven't seen the real Lula in a long time, and I, I need those guys to get game time together um, so that we can see if, if that magic is still there. If Inter is going to reach the heights that we hope for them this season, it's going to happen through uh, you know a partnership of Lautaro and Lukaku up top. So that's my only other you know sort of hope for this this lineup on, um, on yeah. Sunday. Johnny, what I mean, do you think? I agree with that, especially with Lukaku. The only thing that worries me, and I guess not really worries me, is that Lukaku's never had success against Juve. You know, he, mm-hmm. he scored against Milan, he scored against Napoli, he scored against every other, you know, of the seven sisters, but he, he's never scored against Juve. Um, other listen, than a PK. What, was it, was there a P- PK? I think so. But that, you might be right. That, but was, yeah. that, was, that was a point because it was Kalini back there. Kalini's yes, not there anymore. it was against Kalini. You're right, right. yep. I forgot about that. But, yeah, he hasn't scored definitely from open play. And I feel like if he's going to help us – I mean, listen, the league is, is it is what it is. But if we're going to go to the heights, like you said, that we want to go to, especially in Europe, like I would love to get to a semifinal. Like that would be amazing. But if I think that it would be important for him to start. And we know how slow, like we've said many times in here, how slow he is getting into a game. It takes him about 15, 20 minutes to really get going. You can't do that with him, you know, coming on in the 60th minute because then if we need a goal and it takes him 15, 20, well, all right, now we're down to the last 10 minutes. Well, what's going to happen, you know? And Jekko, we know what he can get, and he only can really give you 30 minutes. If you try to get anything, squeeze any more juice from that, it's it's going to be – listen, it's gonna be he's going to be laboring. The guy just turned 37 today. I don't really want him playing key minutes. Yeah, <laughs> good for him, right? But, I, yeah, I don't want him playing, like, key minutes for us starting, you know um, – you know, if you uh, starting against like Salernitana, fine, but not against Juve. You know, you need to rely on your big guns. And and listen, we brought Lukaku back for a reason to to rekindle that relationship and that magic he had with with Lautaro. You're not going to get that if he's only playing 15, 20 minutes off the bench. So, so. I got a question for you guys because I again, I don't talk Inter with anybody, but since you guys are here, since we're here, we might as well ask a question. Um, I see a lot of for the from the few Inter people I follow on Twitter on the Matrix. There's a lot of like, it's like. Yin and yang, it's like back and forth with with uh, Lukaku. Like, is it is it that bad? Like, is it you're either on one side or the other? It just doesn't seem like there's any sort of, I you know, it's it's you're either on, you're on one side or the other with this guy. Yeah, so it's it's been um, this season specifically that has changed things because I don't think anyone was expected expecting him to you know come into mid March with only two or three goals on the entirety of the season, right? There's obviously mm-hmm. a major um, chunk of mixed time, uh, of missed time mixed in there. Um, but, you know, I think uh, some of, of the way he's been deployed by Inzaghi has also not been um, super helpful to him getting up to speed and getting back in form. But the criticism is is justified because when he's had his opportunities, um, there's been some really, really, really poor performances. Um, 
you know, he is the guy that scored us the goal that ultimately put us through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Um, and also, like, I just, you know, I don't want to kill him yet because I've seen what he is at, at top form. And, you know, Conte described him as an NFL running back running at, you know, older players in Serie A defenses. So um, I still have memories of that kind of uh, performance in my head, but it's been a very, very difficult season for him this year. I think the problem really is it comes down to, when, you know, in the summer we were rumored to be getting Dybala and Lukaku. And I think when we didn't get one and now we see what Dybala is doing at Roma and what Lukaku isn't doing at Inter. I mean, that in the summer there was two camps really. The, the people that wanted Dybala and the people that wanted Lukaku. Um, I wanted Dybala, honestly. I felt like his style actually fit better with, with Inzaghi's system more than Lukaku did. I mean, mm. we saw Lukaku in the first year before he went to Chelsea in the summer he just wasn't really gelling and he wasn't really fitting the system and you know um <clears throat> Inzaghi wasn't utilizing him the way Conte would he wasn't really playing through him he wasn't allowing him to run into space and stuff he wanted him, him play higher up the pitch Dybala would have allowed Lautaro to play higher up the pitch a little bit more and kind of be the support striker that second striker and I feel like he, he would have been if he was healthy which I mean so <laughs> I far he's been more he- he's been more healthy than Lukaku this year which is a, a surprise so um <laughs> was still playing. <laughs> but uh but yeah people were split up from that and then i think what i see a lot from from interiste on on twitter is you know they still they'll, they'll po- anytime dibala does anything i mean the guy could sneeze and, and his shirt falls off and they're like oh my god look how fantastic this was you know and I'm they just compare it to what lukaku's yeah. doing and oh you're that Imagine guy too. we're going through that sounds yeah, like females. I mean, that sounds like Juventinas that we, we, you know missed Dybala. Listen, we got some females in our fan base. I mean, well, <laughs> technically males, but you know they the way they talk about Dybala, you would oh. think that they were females. So, oh, no. <laughs> Listen, he's what a about a, he's a he's a bit of a controversy on our side as well, right? Like, he yeah, couldn't stay healthy. You want to, he he played great for us. He top you know, over hundred goals, almost top ten all time score for Juventus. He's on the wall of fame behind me over here somewhere. He keeps he's down, sort of on the on the outer rim of the wall down. of fame. But uh, yeah, it's for you would for you, Juventus fans. All all but the only thing you you'll get from Daniel I is we've moved on. Yeah, I don't sure. Care. Like I mean, like, but like see, like I don't blame you if for not resigning him. Like, you know, ten million a year to me is kind of crazy for a guy who can't stay healthy. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was on the fence when Inter were offering like five and a half for Perisic, and I was like, the guy's thirty four. Like, I don't know if I want to pay that much for that guy. But that's a lot of you know, of course, if you got him at four and a half, like what Roma, like we were gonna pay six. That was the rumor. I don't know if we, you know how far we got in the negotiation, mm-hmm. and even six, I thought was a lot. And then now Roma got him for four and a half. Well, of course, I'm sure if you guys would have you know said four and a half, and he uh, you know took that, you would have been happy with that too. So it's I like, think I think he had his time at Juve, and it was coming mm-hmm. to an end. He kind of burned okay. his bridges there with management and whoever else. Not to say that he you know necessarily did anything wrong, but he, there was that one moment last year, Anth, where he was looking at his friends in the stands when he was looking at management and then there was a whole bunch of things after that and you just knew he wasn't once that happened you knew he wasn't coming back and listen with the amount of money we have tied up in other players you know whether they're deadwood or not we just couldn't Mm -hmm. afford to pay someone that much sure and and him be injured then again we ended up doing and doing with uh, the um, pogba so we're kind of in the same boat just a different position but listen i i don't care. Dybala scores. That's great. Good for him. Good for Roma. That's fine. Like we're we got to focus on who we have now and who's available. That's not, right. not him. Yep. That's it. 
that's a, a good way for us to segue into who's available for Juventus. Who's out, who's not, who's going to be, who should we expect to see? <laughs> I can give 10 minutes, no problem. I got nothing. Who should we uh, be expecting to see on Sunday? Uh, yeah, so back? as of right now, I believe just about everyone is available, minus obviously Pogba, because he's dead i don't know um alexandro will be missing be nice. as well yeah that's it i'm done um but everyone else I, am i missing anyone eh? um Meretti was pulled up with a doctor yes he might not be available this weekend so. as well really um Ooh. keen is suspended still so he won't be there but from the looks of it uh Chiesa and di maria will both be there still remains to be seen if one of them or both of them can start I would assume, since Di Maria didn't play today, that he will be starting on Sunday. That would be my guess, unless something. I'm surprised he even dressed today. Really? He you think? Been on the damn you flight. think it's that bad? No, I just. Oh well, well if we're losing one nothing, you, you you need it. You need you need a spark. You know, we, even to take we, a PK. Who knows? I brought that up on the show this morning. I said if if we were losing today, which we weren't, because obviously Freiburg stinks. Oh. Now Would you, you bring Kieser Dimari in? And I said no. I wouldn't. I don't care if we were down four nothing that game today. You do not. We were playing Inter on Sunday. Game's over. You rest Kieser and Dimari for. Wait, didn't for you Sunday. just disagree with me before saying that the Sunday game was more important? Yeah, but we weren't going to lose anyways. Pick a side, dude. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. See what happens. I like this. this. this I like this. You know what? I'll just this let you guys fight, battle it out. This is great. <laughs> Me and Alessandro uh, I, get along I, too much. That might be a problem. I will, I I will agree with uh, with Danny that you know with with Sandro out. You know, Gatti played okay today. He hasn't got a lot of mm-hmm. minutes. I think whoever that we're gonna go three five two. We're we're gonna most likely mirror image. That's that's what we've been playing. And we'll three five one one to be exact. But yeah, what uh, what Inter is doing. So, but at the back, you know, as much uh, hate as Sandro's gotten in previous years he's been consistent in the back three this year as yep. a left back in a back four he's been awful like a dumpster fire but with him out this there's a bit of a question mark who plays back there with Bremer and Danilo Gatti look good today Freddie Katz does he start do you you know we're not sure Rugani potentially could start so it's whoever Whoever's going to come in most likely play that right side position. Well, if it's Bonucci, he'll play in the middle, but I doubt he's. I don't think he's available. I forgot about him. I don't think he's available. But everywhere else, like Danny said, everywhere else other than Pogba, I think we're a full go. I think Chiesa will start on the bench. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Di Maria will start up front with Vlaovic. Yep. And then the midfield is. Suspension for kicking somebody, (laughs) schoolgirl. Hey, man, I do the same thing. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, midfield. I would have done the same thing. I can't. I like. as an outsider, I didn't really blame him for that, to be honest. I, I get why you don't want to do that in that situation. I mean, I was mad at Barella when he did in the Champions League against Real Madrid and got a red, so he missed the, the Liverpool match. But uh, when a guy's I mean, being that big of a scumbag, I can't stand Mancini. I really yeah. can't. Like, I, I, sometimes your emotions just kind of take over. It's unfortunate. It should have been a foul on Mancini to begin with. Not, but, you know, let's not hash up old, uh, old uh, memories. But I think... The good thing about Juve is that we have, you know, our three or three or five, whatever you want to line up. Our midfield is completely healthy. Our starters, so that'll be that'll be huge for us. Um, you know, because you know, big big games like this, like the game is won or, or lost in the midfield. So, I think that's where it's going to come down to for both teams. Yeah, I think the positive thing is for us is that 
we've had so many injuries, but this stretch of the past month, month and a half, we've been able to roll out the same lineup, the same formation. Yeah. For the most part, right? Yeah. Nine, yep. eight of the same players have been, and it's been, and it's, it's, it's been paying off. Uh, it looks a lot better. So I think when it comes to like the one or two pieces out of slotting, I think we'll be okay because we're going to be slotting in players that have that have played and have played in that system and have played with the players beside them. So right. I think we'll be all right. And when it comes to Keen, if you got to take a straight red, draw blood. You know, <laughs> you got to draw blood. <laughs> draw blood, blood or break, a, break a bone. What are we What are we talking about here? Yeah, fair. fair <laughs> so speaking, there we go. Speaking of, um, you know, the form that you guys are in and, and how well you guys, have, you know, think you've been playing, um, let's get into the tactics a bit. So it sounds like you're expecting a bit of a match on the field, man for man, uh, 3-5-2, 3-5-1-1. Um, what has Allegri been doing differently, you know, tactically in these recent matches that, um, you know, would get you to be saying that you're seeing your best, your best form this season? You know what? That's a good question. And one thing I've noticed a lot recently, and Anthony, tell me if I'm wrong. I've mm-hmm. noticed a lot. We're playing, we're playing a lot less long balls to to yes. Vlaovic and hope he just pulls a miracle down and mm-hmm. you know puts it in from 30 yards. We, we're playing a lot. You know, we're playing a lot of small triangles, short passes. You know, switching it out wide to Kostic or Quadrado so they can run at their that their defenders. And usually, Quadrado will beat someone and he'll falls. But you know. Mm-hmm. Kostic at least will take, you know, try to take on one and then put a ball into the middle. So um, we weren't seeing that so often early on. It was more just, you know, Tech or the CB just hoofing it up to Vlaovic who can hopefully take a ball down and, and disperse it, right? Um, so I think that's helped us out a lot. Um, the emergence of Fajoli um, in that creative spot, um, you know, to be able to get involved and, and help Vlaovic or help the attackers has been a huge huge thing for us especially with Pogba not being available so um yeah I just think our midfield is a lot more balanced than what we saw previous and and I guess the you know the back three has really helped us out you know find some stability and I think do I think personally that's the way to go long term probably not but until we get you know the proper players in I think it's worked out well for us this year it's the for me it's been the the spine down the middle right Locatelli's been like we, a lot of Juventini look at Locatelli like, well, this guy's not scoring or making assists. He's an absolute unit mm-hmm. in front of that defense, right? He's been great back there, and we appreciate everything he's been doing, blocking shots, you know, starting from the back. And it's it's the Locatelli, Fajoli, Di Maria sort of spine up the middle. That's something we haven't seen consistently over the year. And uh, and you know, some Rabio. As much hate as he gets on the Juventus timeline, he has been arguably our most consistent player. He's leading. He's the highest scoring midfielder in the league, and our own Luventine, Lou Lou drives him nuts that he that he can't stand Rabio. But he's been very consistent, right? So those four players up the middle of the park have just provided a lot of stability. Plus those three guys dithering on in Portuguese at the back. I think that helps. <laughs> Blabbering <laughs> on Portuguese, that must help something because they've been they've been okay back there. Yeah. To your point about Rabio, I don't think after what happened this summer um, that anyone could have seen you know him having arguably his best season um, in a Juventus shirt and being as as critical 
Um, do you guys, you know, out of curiosity, do you guys think that you'll be able to, like, he'll be a part of your midfield for years to come, or do you think that this marriage is coming to uh, an end soon? Oh, there's a dirty, dirty divorce coming. If you want to call it a call it a marriage, it's so. In all honesty, if he wants ten million euros a year, we're not. It's not happening. That. Yeah, it's not happening. I would agree. It's just I know there's been talks in the in the past week or so of. Uh, Juventus trying to convince him of seven plus incentives or bonuses, but uh, someone think, will pay him though. Someone will pay him pay his ten mil. So and, we've we've all yeah. I think a hey, Lucci we've come to the conclusion that he's not going to be part of our yeah. team next year. Yeah, I'm I'm listen. He's had a good year, but where was he? That you know the previous two three years or whatever it was. He you know he wasn't the same player. He wasn't getting that involved. He was not nearly this consistent so a part of me thinks you know he's kind of turned it up a bit because he knew it was a contract year you know we've seen that in other sports players yep. have one good year signed big money and then you know they screw off and then you know aren't nearly the same so john Tavares, yeah great, great oh salty oh, salty let's islanders fans let's take it easy with the johnny t talk um but yeah that's that's my thought i th- i think he's i think he's most likely gone this summer but on the flip side, and this is the this is how we talk at our show. He is it because, or is it because he was finally in a system in a three-five-two that suits his play style? I mean, if you're that good, you should be able to play in more than just one setup. Right. So and then there's then there's Lucci with that. There's no convincing this kid, right? He's just, hey, he does hey, it man. for France, I'm equal, man. I'm so. equally as terrible in all formations. Doesn't matter which three-five-two, four-four-two. So he should be the same if he's a professional. That's all. Well my coach always used to say my best position was playing left out. So, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, playing terribly in a three-five-two, Johnny, tell me about what Inzaghi has been getting wrong uh, these past several games because um, I'd argue that we're in, in the worst form of our season uh, so far. Hmm. Yeah, I mean he's just been deploying guys that aren't playing in at, at to their potential you know he keeps con- continuing to start guys like Dumfries like Mkhitaryan who underperform week after week you know even though Mkhitaryan was good in the beginning of the year like probably one of our better better most consistent performers at least lately it's just been he's been all over the place you know missing you know simple passes letting a man slip past him uh he looks lazy tracking back on defense at times. And, and Dumfries, I mean, you don't have to get me started. You know how much I hate him. And, and every time the guy does anything. I even know I, how much you hate him. It's just my blood boils when I see him on the field. There's like, I, I feel like I can do the same things that he does. There's nothing that he does that I can't do. And it's just in, insane to me that he continues to start. I understand like right now with Darmian having to fill in and you know we were missing Skriniar so he was pushing Darmian to right center back you had to play him but at the same time you know we have this kid Raul Bellanova we don't really know what we have in him uh he's a young Italian for Cagliari I thought he was very good I mean I keep bringing this up but he was you know just destroying Theo Hernandez keeping him in his pocket blowing past him I think last year and I could be wrong. I thought I saw this stat, though. But he had the highest top speed of any player in Serie A. We are the slowest team. We don't have anyone who could dribble their man. Although he does look a little hesitant. I think he's more worried about making a mistake and then never seeing the field again. But I think that's because you have a manager who doesn't instill confidence in your youth players. We have 
talent at the youth level. We have young kids that could have, you know, we had Cesare Casade last year and he couldn't even break the lineup, but guys like Roberto Gagliardini are able to start week in and week out or play off the bench and get 15, 20 minutes. Like, I just don't understand his hesitancy. I th- and, I mean, we talked about this before. I think it's because when certain players were brought in, they weren't guys that Inzaghi wanted. And that's why we're not seeing Aslani play. That's why we're not seeing Bellanova play. He probably wanted more experienced players. And I understand that, but you also have to, like, I mean, he Conte left because he wasn't getting the players he wanted. If you're not getting the players you want, like, I would respect him more as a manager and as a man if he just left. He's like, you know what? You're not getting anybody. You can't invest in the squad. Go ahead, leave then. But, like, if you're not going to play the guys that you have who you know, at least in Aslani, you know he's better than than Gagliardini. How, how does he not ever see the pitch? Like, what, what did he do to not deserve another? Every performance he's had, he's, he's never made a mistake. He's, he's come close to scoring, like, I mean, rockets from outside the eight, 18. Like, I, I don't know what this kid needs to do to prove. And, I, I mean, I, I remember some of you UEFA fans talking about Miretti and Fagioli not getting their, their opportunities. So it's like mm-hmm. now seeing it on my end, not seeing these young guys who you've seen have glimpses of – of brilliance not getting any playing time i I can see the frustration and and it's just exhausting when you keep deploying guys who are over 30 who are well past their expiration date and they just continue to get opportunities no matter how many mistakes they make so that's what i think on our side and i'll admit it uh, you know hand hand up at the beginning this year i didn't see anything in Maretti or fagioli or sule i you know i was like i'm not like Rovella was the one I was sort of convinced on that that's going to start, but only due to injuries, mm-hmm. we feel. I think Lucci will agree with me here is that that's the only reason why Max had to play Fagioli and Maretti and get these young Italian players in. Illing Jr., who's been another one, Sule, right? And then they took the opportunity and they, you know, they, they took it by the horns and they ran with it, especially Fagioli. He's been a godsend this year. Maretti. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know good, he's sort of a, he's still young. He's only nineteen, but it's it's gone. He, Max has gone against the grain when it comes to playing youngsters, and it's been a pleasant surprise. I admit I was wrong on on some of them, and it's been a it's been great to, for them to get in there. And again, maybe we just lucked out because we have youngsters that are able were able to make that step up, and that's why he has to use them. You know, because of the next gen of the Primavera programs that we've had set up for about three or four years now. But lucky, like I think, Daniel, I think this is the best. I think we've talked about this. This is the best young of, group of young talent we've had, like group of them. In, it's it's the best long, I've long seen in, in my years of being a fan. Yeah. That's for sure. And I've been um, a fan a lot longer, and it's yes. it's hard to think about yeah. homegrown group that that have come through, and they're getting minutes, which yeah. is good. And so, and like you said, it wouldn't have happened if we didn't have you know if Pogba didn't pick up an injury or. Locatelli wasn't suspended or, you know, this, that, and so on. You know, we saw McKenney in there, and then finally they realized, you know, McKenney's not good enough when we have these young players who are equally, if not more talented in, than him. So Oh, Enzo Barnachea. That's he, another he's one, He's coming yeah. to substitute Locatelli, the young Argentinian. So he's 22, but... So you're yeah, suggesting we, I go Tanya Harding on some of these interplayers and I wouldn't these say kids. that, you know, okay, this is being right. recorded. So uh, <laughs> I would just say... Put your faith in your club and hope you just, just got to hope that they do the right thing. Yeah, it's it's been um, frustrating because at times it it feels like, is Inzaghi overthinking this or underthinking this, right? Like, be. have you really thought, uh, have you really thought through 
the the benefits of starting Samir Andanovic in you know an away game against you know a lot of fast players like it's you know recipes for disasters um and as far as the overthinking it you mentioned um injuries to your midfield that created those opportunities Brozovic was out for a long long time right and Hakan had to shoulder that burden for a long time these were opportunities where Aslani could have made his mark whether it be at Regista whether it be at Metsala um, Barella has been in need of a rest for months now I mean he is completely and totally run down and then the third midfielder is Henrik Mkhitaryan I mean he's 35 years old right they're the opportunities have presented themselves for us to play some of our younger guys, some of our fresher legs, and Inzaghi, um, he hasn't taken that, which is a good way to talk about um, their head-to-head record, right? So Inzaghi uh, against Allegri, they faced off 14 times, which is actually the third most uh, manager that Inzaghi has seen, um, and I think... <clears throat> I was surprised to see this because when I thought about Inzaghi's record against Juventus, I've I've thought back to um, some cup ties. But the reality of the situation is that uh, Inzaghi has five wins, one draw, and eight losses to Allegri um, over their and that's careers. All which, competitions. That's all competitions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and it seems like, you know, Allegri has, has had his number on, on quite uh, a few occasions. Was that uh, shocking to you guys to hear those numbers? Um, I'm going to say no because he was with Lazio for how long? And, you know, when Juve were good, Lazio were average, you know? So we should have pulled out those wins, period. Mm-hmm. Am, am I wrong here, Ant? What do you... What do you... Mm. I don't know. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. You asked me to remember what Inzaghi, how he <laughs> coached against us. You know, it comes with age. Uh, again, it's it comes down to yeah, that that's all fine and dandy with how how the, these two coaches match up, but it's how the players are going to match up on Sunday, right? Yeah. It sounds like Allegri has who he has, and Inzaghi has who who he doesn't. Right? He doesn't. You, you guys are telling me you are not going to be happy with whoever he rolls out there on Sunday, but. <laughs> Um, but in, in Zaghi's defense, the players will always play up for this match. Yeah. It doesn't matter who they are. If they've played this match once before, it doesn't matter if they're 35 or 25 or 15. They're going to they're gonna elevate their game, hopefully, for this, for this derby. Yeah, and it, it seems like that's, that's what we've seen from um at least this inter side this season is that the big matches we've showed up to play and it's really against the um lower or mid table teams that that we've had trouble with mm-hmm. um why don't we shift over to a uh, difference maker okay who do you guys think is going to be um the key player for your side this week and on the flip side of that um who are you really looking at on the inter side that could cause you some trouble and um you'd like to make sure that doesn't happen Okay, key player. Lucci, you go first. Cause I got so many in mind. I think we might say the same player, but you go first. I don't like I got a few in mind, but to me it's it's got to be Di Maria. I just think he brings a different level to this team if he's healthy. Um Correct. I think he brings a different level of creativity. Uh, he can, the guy can still still got pace at, you know, 30 oh, yeah. whatever he is. He just he, he makes this team the way they 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 play together. The may, the way they're able to interchange between each other and just create things when he's on the pitch is a huge difference 
compared to when he's not, like we saw today in the second half, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, he would be my game changer. Someone I'm going to look at on Inter who usually kills us um, is probably Lautaro, um, you know, Argentinian versus Argentinian. So I think if we can keep Lautaro pretty quiet, I, I would like our chances to pull some kind of result, positive result. <laughs> difference maker for us i'm gonna go with kostic because he's been Ooh. as a winger it depends on who you have there at right back or it would your, be dumfries or your yeah. right wing and from yes, what you're would. telling me if if dumfries have fun there, kostic has been kostic has been playing well like he's had a sort of a slow start but but he's played a lot he's he's logged a lot of minutes it's he's on drugs there's no other way to explain. <laughs> he's on drugs. He's doing. I was saying he he must get that blood turnover like the cyclists do for the Tour de France because there's, there's no other way to explain it. There's no way this human can run that much over that many minutes consistently. So hopefully they don't test for that. But other than the drugs, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be costed. Di Maria, great call. Obviously, like he's just any game he plays in that we've seen after the World, especially after the World Cup. Yeah. He's been head and shoulders above everybody else on the field, his own team and the opponents. If we can get him going, now that and that Vlaovic has that monkey off his back, hopefully. Kostic is, I think, going to be the guy who is going to be a difference maker. On the Inter side, to be completely honest, I don't really care. I don't really care. because, And, I'll, and I'm going to be totally honest. I don't watch other teams. You know, I, We have to worry about ourselves. You're going to put out who you're going to put out. And Latour was a good Latour was a good call because he always seems to score those dirty goals, but he does get the hand of like you know Sandro give him the chest pass like the back pass. True, right? That, so but his face ball. Yeah, that, that was Alexis that he gave that oh, chest pass well, to. See, I'm getting these little Argentinians mixed up. All <laughs> he's time. not Argentinian. He's Chilean. He's Chilean. Uh, who cares? Great. Now, now, just now, now they're all South Americans. Uh, that's right. I don't really care. Right at the end of the day, I don't really care who they are. But um, it's. It's going to come up to our back line and yeah. Kostic for me. Whoever, because, uh, okay, if you want me to pick a player, Lukaku is going to be licking his chops because Kalini's not there. He's going to be so excited that he's not going to see Kalini or Bonucci back there that he's going to think, I might have a chance. No, I might Bre- have a chance. Bremer is a tank. Who's Bremer? Never heard of him. Oh, yeah, you're salty about that one, too. I remember your tweet from the first game, too. And then oh. Bremer, then Bremer did something, and then we ended up scoring. Yep. Anyways, um, yeah. So I I'm actually. Bre- go I gotta ahead. go scrub my account I was, now. I was just gonna say, I, I think Lukaku had a very good time playing Delit, playing against Delit. He torched him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when he played against Kalini and even sometimes against Bremer, we've seen a little bit. He struggled a lot more. So. And it's not like it's hasn't been the Lukaku have we seen you know previously. So I think if Bremer and Danilo are on their game, which they have been as of late, um, you know we can keep that forward line been consistent. Yeah. yeah, keep that forward line quiet. But they, Lotaro managed to find that scrappy. He's always in there. He's always involved one way or another, and that's because uh, he's always so gotta, little. <laughs> you gotta be gotta be wary <laughs> of that. That's for sure. 
Yeah, for me, um, I am really looking at Barella to have a big game. Um, <clears throat> like we said, he's looked you know a little bit tired and and hasn't been in the best form, um, and he wasn't at his best you know against Porto in that second leg. And I feel like that uh, is gonna fire him up. Um, he as Barella goes, Inter goes. So we need him to have. Um, a good game against some younger, you know, midfielders playing in a Derby d'Italia in, you know, San Siro. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere, and I'm looking for Barella to take, to take advantage. Um, one player I'm I'm paying attention to on Juve. Um, it's pretty straightforward and obvious, but given the fact that we are looking at um, a back three that is going to be unfamiliar playing with each other, I think Vlahovic is is a you know. It's potentially in line for um, for a good day. If it's Devray that he has God, to go up against, um, I'm sure that he's he's happy about that. But also, it's not even just the players. It's just the fact that there's unfamiliarity with whatever the choice is in that back three. It's not going to be what we've been rolling out. So I would expect the striker on the other team to um, to be interested in in that uh, that preposition. Yeah, we we need Dusan to we need Dusan to start rolling. Yeah. and again, people giving this kid flack. He's twenty three, and and he got one today. Okay, it was a PK. He had another one called back because he was he was offside. But if there's ever a game to you know turn his season around, like he was he's having an okay season. He was injured. He scored a bunch of goals, and he's been off for about four weeks. But if there was ever a game that we would want him to do it, it would it would be the one on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So yeah, we agree with you. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. Time Johnny, what are you, Johnny? What are you thinking? Yeah, for Inter, I think. I mean, I think he's kind of been the best player recently. So I think I'm kind of expecting another big game from Hakan. I think that he kind of. I mean, he was influential for us in the Coppa Italia final. He was influential for us in the the game. We won one nil. I mean, he scored the penalty even with the the do over. But you know, I think um, that's going to be the guy for us. I, I would have said Barella too, but you know what? With recent form, a little, I'm, I'm a little worried to pick him as being like a key guy for that one. And the guy that worries me from Juve, I mean, really, uh, yeah, I'd probably say Di Maria. I mean, he didn't score the the last time we played in in November. I don't even know. If, I remember if he played. I thought he did, uh, but maybe. I'm just checking. I'm checking right now. I don't uh, think he did. No, he did. I think he was injured because it was just before the World Cup. And he right, right, yeah, yeah. Because it was a re- it was the last game before the World Cup. Um, no, he well, did. yeah, Actually, he did play. Oh, he, he got substituted in the 81st minute. For okay, so yeah, I do. I thought I did remember him having. Yeah, he didn't score, yeah. but I do remember. So he I think he out. actually had the assist on Rabiot, or maybe it was the Fajoli goal. I don't remember. One, he did have the assist, I think, though, because and I just remember him kind of torching. Um, Bastoni back there, and I kind of don't. He's, I mean, listen, we know he's such a world class player, and I feel like he can have a moment of brilliance at any time. He could score a banger from outside, he can have an amazing assist, he can blow past you. I mean, he can have, you know, one flick that goes to Vlaovic and he's free. Like, if you can limit his damage, and I'm assuming, well, yeah, since we don't have goals, and it's going to be DiMarco. That's if if it's Di Marco, I'd be my God. I'm 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 worried about that. 
Johnny really projecting confidence from the ether <laughs> side for Sunday. <laughs> it's just it's the realism. It's the realism. Yeah, we're just, uh, guys. Yeah. Obviously, as you can tell, it's been the form has not been great, so we're not you know awful. super locked in um, to all the positives. But I am really excited for this game on Sunday. Mm. It should be a great one um, between, despite what Jamie Carragher thinks, two of the biggest clubs. Uh, in Italian football, the Derby d'Italia is always really fun, um, and really want to thank you guys for coming on. Before we go, would love to uh, throw a little rapid fire five pack of questions here. Actually, I think we kind of answered one of them, so we'll have four questions yeah. here. Um, okay. And curious to get your thoughts. So why don't we start with uh, a fun one, and hopefully we have some um, different uh, opinions on this. But what is your favorite Derby d'Italia moment? Oh, it's got to be the three-two comeback um, for Juve. Oh. What was that? Was that seventeen? It was either no. Nah, I thought it was was this maybe seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, something like one of those years. But you know, we scored in like the eighty-first, eighty-second, and it was yeah. That was that was a good one. Higuain, yes, exactly. That would that's yeah. the one I remember the most. Anyway, man, there's been there's been a lot for me. There's been a lot for you. Yeah, you're ninety. Yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> Oh, you old. look great for your age. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I don't dye my hair either. Um, <laughs> like the recent ones, like there was another comeback. It was a couple of years ago where it was the one where Lukaku scored, but they called it back. But then they gave the goal because it was a Kalini handball, right? And then Quadrado scored. It was like a, I think that one was three oh, two yeah. as well. Wasn't that it four was, three? Yeah, it was like a back and forth. And Quadrado yeah, scored the late one. penalty. Somebody's yeah. I just remember that one just being wild. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, the one moment I would probably pick is the Marquisio goal where he, like, he slid it like it was a through ball, and I like the quick feet slid it around and chipped the goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can send that guys to you if you need. It. I think it's on the phone somewhere. <laughs> um, I'll block you after this. Can't remember what year it is, but there's you know there's just so many right. It's just it for me. It's just every time these two teams play it's just the guts start churning and it's just like it's get the pepto yeah. ready because it's going to be a beauty it doesn't <laughs> matter where they are in the standings or you know which team's up which team's down mm-hmm. it's both teams are going to get up for it it's every year it's great that we get to meet twice a year minimum yeah i mean yeah, for me it's got to be the uh the micon goal against uh you at the the san Siro where he Hits it off his knee twice past Amaudi, and then he fires it past Buffon outside the 18. Amaudi. I mean, <laughs> that was my favorite striker. That's for how you we guys. feel he about Dumfries. So, he was so good. <laughs> I bought um, a Maudi jersey. No, you I didn't. Yeah, actually, you know, if we're gonna nice ones with the, they were the, nice with the yellow numbers. Is that right? And then yeah. I had to donate it to. Nino's I had a uh, listen. I, I bought a worse jersey. I bought a Gagliardini jersey. Like three months after he arrived at Inter, thinking he was like the next Italian midfielder. I, uh, I felt that too, brother. I never make mistakes when I buy jerseys. Never? You've never made one. <laughs> I support my Bernardeschi jersey 100,000%. <laughs> I w- I, uh, that's, not a, that's not a bad. Like, that's, that's, not a that's not I a Gagliardini. That's not a Gagliardini level purchase, man. I don't know. It's not a Maudi purchase either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm never wrong. <laughs> See what I got to gonna... This is what I got to deal with. <laughs> I'm going to take it to, uh, it sounds crazy to say way back, but to 2002, 
one one draw at San Siro. Um, Del Piero had just converted a penalty, I think, in like the eighty fourth or eighty fifth minute, um, and at the very uh, you know last embers of the game, uh, Francesco Toldo somehow finds his way to poking a ball over the line or against Vieri's shoe or Materazzi might have got a touch to it. Whatever it is, it was chaos in the box. Um, Antonio Conte got sent off shortly afterwards. But, you know, that was awesome to tie it up that late. But also just looking at the lineup from back then, like so many legends on the field that this is superstars like Davids, you know, Del Piero. Um, you know, on our now end, we, and now we've seeing... got Denzel Dumfries these days. Stop that's, it. that's who's gonna. <laughs> gotta get over it, man. Yeah, gotta get over it. No, no amount of therapy will help me get over this guy being Fair at enough. my club. So. Fair enough. All right, if you could sign one player that you've been linked to this summer, who would it be and why? Oh, geez, we've been linked with like ninety, and it's always the same players. Uh, Lucci, I'll let you take this one, bud, because. Uh... Jeez, I don't even know, man. What do we need? We need a left. We need back. a lot. We, we need, need a lot. We, we need left back. So pick a left back. Grimald is it Grimaldo? Grimaldi? Like Grimaldo. He's a stud. Yeah, yeah. Right. That guy's nasty. He's, sure, I'll take him because we need a we need an effing left back. I'm. Uh, that's a good shout, but I'm gonna take uh, Johnny's guy and say Scalvini. <sighs> that's a crime. Right All right. We need we so. need another center back because we're playing with literally one and two converted wing backs, so that would be probably mine. I mean, yeah, there's so many things that Inter need. Jeez, Fratesi? Nah, I can live without him. There you go. I'm gonna go. I guess I'm gonna go with a right wing back. And I guess because we were kind of rumored with him, I mean, I guess we're taking Sengo. That's the only oh. guy. Yep. That's a good that's one. A good one. Um, that's a good I'm one. gonna go. We weren't rumored. We weren't rumored with Buchanan. I would have said Buchanan, but he, we weren't rumored with fellow, him in the summer. Fellow Canadian. That's it, man. Bring it. Listen, Take we gotta. On. I gotta make you angry, and I'll buy you a jersey when he when he comes to us. That's okay. Yeah. You can have him. <laughs> the guy who played with uh, the guy with the fro. Yeah, no. yeah, the guy who played with the Revolution, but he then plays he plays on to, Bruges. He's on Bruges now, yeah. He's on Bruges now. Okay, he yeah. played on the World Cup team. You, I know you're a big Canada fan. Stop it, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him. I remember. I'm just trying to. I was, didn't know he was actually picking the Canadian kid. Well, all right. Surprise. Listen, right. Tony. Tony made me a believer in him. <laughs> you know, he, he's been putting all the the Buchanan propaganda out there. So Fair I gotta. I'm I'm kind of falling in love. Although, but based on the summer, I'm going with Sengo. And we, that's a good oh, show. I yeah. would drop Dumfries to the moon and then let this guy play. So I'm not. I'm not gonna dive too deep into the shortlist i'm gonna go to the one that um is right at the very top i'm gonna go marcus Thuram. um if you look at you know the the struggles that we've had it's a lot of dominating a game and not being able to score a goal we're desperate for a sort of a refresh in the attackers department so give me Thuram. let me see what he his speed can do against some of these Serie A defenses um you know, and it's another star on the team, and I'd be, I'd be. Uh, is it, it sad that like arms. we just need pace? Like that's literally all you need in Serie A, basically. Just someone to you, dribble if, past them. You just need someone, someone to dribble, someone with a little speed, and you, and you kind of got a weapon. It it's definitely crazy. helps. If you could take one player from the other team, who would it be, and why? Anthony, I know you don't, you don't know any. No, I can't. <laughs> He's gonna pick the random Chilean. He forgets his name. Yeah. <laughs> Taller the better. 
Uh, <laughs> um, Enjoy Andanovich. Go ahead, Daniel. I'm going to say dumb freeze. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll, I'll be, drive him over myself. <laughs> it would probably be Bastoni for me. Left-footed center really? back. Big. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have... We ha- First of all, we have no one that's left-footed. And Sandro is not it because... you know. How, how is Kostic defensively? I really haven't paid attention to him defensively. Okay. He's okay, but defensive. exactly, he's more. He's more. See, of a but guy that, that's my problem forward. with with Bastoni. So because he's not strong defensively as a center back, like I didn't realize how much backtracking and covering Perisic did for him. Mm. That allowed him to push forward and, and kind of utilize that left foot of his. But now I'm seeing him get exposed more defensively. So I've been like, honestly, like if someone, if 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 Tottenham comes in this summer with another fifty, sixty million dollar offer, I'm like, yo, please accept that. The only good thing about Kostic is that he has pace to get back. So if we are tr- strapped, he's usually one of the first ones yeah. back. So I really but like he's a, he's a great hardworking player. Like he he can do it. Um, do we want him to do it? Probably not. Yeah. Sorry, Anth, go ahead. The only downside is the drugs. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He he may be. A, are you trying to get us another time. fifteen points deducted? Or like, what's going I'm not. On here? I, listen, this is all a legend. A legend. Get that? Did you get that? Yep. <sighs> cinnamon. Cinnamon for the test. <laughs> the uh, I guess the one. I'm just looking at your line. The one player I would take when healthy would probably be Gosens. Really? Uh, I think he's kind of finished. See, I, I I'm, I'm, there's chatter from what I remember that. and Quadrado leaving. If we needed somebody, but Gosens a left sided. Is he not? Yeah, I know. He's on the left. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We need. We need. Well, but we do have Ilian Junior, who's played okay on the left, and he's like twenty years old. I but, mean, I uh, I respect it. I respect it. I wouldn't. I do, do it, like but the. I, I do it. like the out I'm of the box. With, just because of the salad, I'm going with Darmian. I'm going with Darmian because oh, he can play bro, the right that side. Guy can do, he can We're do have Darmian. That would be the most devastating loss. Darmian Honestly, on an MDS. What is this Euro straight, Cup? Oh fucking oh ten or oh eight or whatever it was. Let's do it. Let's bring it all back. Euro beats. Euro beats. You're f- no comment. You wouldn't take Darmian honestly with the way he's been playing this year. You I, wouldn't take him, Lucci. Like why? Are, we're, it's like going backwards. It's Darmian and MDS were were part of Relax. Italy's squad when Conte, when Conte was the coach. Why you get? Why are you all uptight? It's just. I mean, it's just we, for fun. I mean, come on, man. God. Johnny, uh, I, same question to you. Uh, because we we uh, we need a center back, uh, and I want to just get him since we didn't get him. Which I'm taking Bremer. Bremer, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Me course. too. <laughs> yep. It's, he's the only guy. I mean, <laughs> I thought about Vlaovic. Like honestly, like to th- to picture him and Lautaro up front for us, it probably would be devastating. It, like I don't know who would. <sighs> I'm surprised you didn't say Chiesa. To be honest. You know, I, but like, do you play him as a second striker? Like, would he, like, I feel like him and and Lautaro are similar in the sense that they, they're both facilitators. In that sense, yeah, like yeah. Like, Max, I don't. Allegri plays him as a second striker. I still think he's more of a winger, but right now we're not playing yeah. with that and setup. Since we're not playing with that setup either. I don't. I don't like if we if we brought in a new manager and switched to a four three three, it would be yeah. Chiesa gave me him all day. Fair enough. But um, yeah. I, th- I mean, listen, we were. Bremer, Dybala, we had everybody lined up. Like everybody was blocked <laughs> off. Marota had every all the negotiations, and then we got none of them. And I'm like, all right, so I would take Bremer's I would take been, Bremer. Bremer's been very, very consistent. He had maybe one or average. two, yeah, one or two 
I mean, the guy won so the best games, best defensive player in Serie A. Like, I mean, he, okay, it had yeah, to be exciting. He's been very good. Consistency. I, we yeah. are all very happy. There are some people out there who give him slag, and I I still think that they're – I think it's because of the price tag that they give him slag. That's why. Because we had it locked, supposedly done for $30 million, Yeah. And then you guys – this is what I – like, when Interista get mad too about it, like, oh, we didn't get it done, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, if we got into a bidding war with UA, we were going to lose all the time, especially since you got that money for Delict. Like, we just – we're never going to yeah. be able to compete. So – I mean, the, the problem since I they could change the address on the exactly. The you know, they change the address. That's all, you know. That's all yeah. we did. We just changed <laughs> the address. All of a sudden, we're getting sued. We're losing. So it's just a mailbox <laughs> sitting in the middle of a field in in Torino. That's that's yeah, what's happening. Right. <laughs> okay. He's that, yeah. that son of a bitch has been worth every penny. Hey, Lucci, yeah. every yeah. damn penny. My honestly, miles better than than Delit. Uh, I mean, that goes. Uh, I, I, I'm not yeah. even a Delict hater, but like, yeah, I, I never saw him. He just in. didn't live up to his potential or his, you know, his ceiling. And I feel that like he hasn't been he good since get. Ajax. Like, like even at, at Bayern, I feel like he hasn't really lived up he, to that's the hype what, either. He's, he's been average, and I think the the we ended up turning a profit, you know, and and spending less on Bremer. So I would I would make that deal that's a win. Every yeah, time, I would yeah. make that deal every time. And he's absolutely yeah. lethal on set pieces. He's a beast yep. in the air. Yeah, yeah. he feels a, like a like a throwback at center back. You know, just like a very yes. physically dominant center back with attitude. You know, it's just it's something that you don't see a ton from. Um, you see a ton more from older uh, yeah. generations. One, than one of my buddies needs to, needs to improve kinda, his feet, though. His yeah. feet are like his his passing accuracy needs to improve. Like yeah. long passing. Like if he could if he could pass like Benucci. Wow. But. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a long that's, pass. That's asking yeah, a little yeah. bit too much. But. Yeah, yeah but even like his, but in the in the short in the short game, he's still. If there's one area that he can improve, it'd be that. Like he's still not quite comfortable, but maybe that's because we're playing him at a position in a back three. He prefers a back four, but no, he always played a back. He three. always played in a back three. Yeah, was he? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Torino I still fix always... his feet. He's got to fix his feet. Other than <laughs> that's, that, that's fair. Beast. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Last question for uh, the squad here. What position will your team finish in this season? Second. Second. Wow. I guess we're all going to say second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, we're all on the same. Uh, yeah, I think even if they, I, I honestly let think even look, if, let if, me look at the table. Even if Juve get the 15 points, I'll still say we finish second. I agree. Yeah. We have an April. You don't scare that's me. That's an absolute. An we April do have a tough April and May. It's an absolute nightmare. Us. May's not any better. We got Atalanta and Milan in May. Yeah. Well, Atalanta's a clown show. Don't get me started. Yeah, on but that. we always suck Absolute against clown them. Show. Yeah, we, um, we. So to be fair, we do have some tough matches still to go. Um, you know, Napoli, Inter, Milan, Atalanta. I think we play Lazio again too at some point. Yep. Um, so those games obviously will be oh you know make God. it make it or break it. Just looking at Napoli's schedule to end the year, they have. Udinese at home. Oh, no. Oh, away. Udinese away. Fiorentina at home. Monza away. Inter at home. Bologna away. And Sampdoria away. Why are we, why are we even concerned about those clowns Bro, anyway? I just, want, I just want them to drop points, dude. Like, it's not happening. I don't think it's going to happen. I hate I to think say it's, it. Well, thanks I think for shooting other, down my dreams. The other interesting piece of this is the, um, the European participation, right? So, like, how far does e- does both teams you know go in their respective competitions and mm-hmm. just how much does that take out of them um, i'm kind of curious does, 
if you miss out on top four, let's say they don't get the 15 points back, but mm -hmm. they win the Europa League, how does UEFA handle it? Like, are they going to be like pity little guys and say, oh, no, you can't come because of your problem? I mean, they probably they would. They Jeez, probably would. Yeah. Be, you think so? That'd be kinda, that'd I'm be not going to. I don't wear a tinfoil hat like other Juventini. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm not saying Daniel here because he's, he's I one do of not. the brighter ones. I don't believe there's like a big conspiracy UEFA, US. I don't. But based on investigations and things that could happen, it is not out of the realm of possibility that we could win Europa League and UEFA would be like, no, yeah. no thanks. Mm, Instead yeah. of giving us a financial penalty, it's be like, nah, you can't go to Champions League next year. So, yeah, I, so I also think the Seferin, the president of UEFA, is well, not I mean, uh, he is a biggest clown. fan. Yeah, he is a clown, but... He holds the position. I feel that he like holds, he would. Right? So, I feel like he would stick it to to Juve and I mean any Inter. Just because we yep. were among the ones that wanted, we're gonna break off for the Super League. That they he would love to just stick it to them. The Super League's coming. Still sure. It is. Up. Listen. Oh, Still I'm ready should. for it. No, believe me. I'm I'm all on board for the Super League. I anything to get back at the EPL, man. Like I just. I mean, it's it's the only way Italian teams are gonna be able to compete. Against, only way. Yeah, against other teams. Against. You know, thank other, you. Like you guys Italy. are fortunate. You have you have a new stadium. You know, you're able to to compete in the sense that you have something to to offer. In the sense that you know, you have a beautiful stadium for people to go to. It is up to date. You know, your running your water. facilities are up to date. <laughs> yeah, running water, <laughs> probably toilets that look normal. I mean, it's fantastic. You know, it doesn't look like it's about to collapse. Like that video I saw the San Siro. It. I don't even know if I want to go to visit because, like, with my luck, I'll be at the game where the whole thing collapses. On me. Okay, I. I know. I don't know if we're still have time here, but I do have a question. Yeah. Why the hell can't either one of the Milan clubs build a stadium? What is going on? Like, I. I don't follow the, closely. The mayor. Enough, the mayor of Milan. Like, put it simply, like he's he's he's. He came up with all these stipulations that we had to to agree upon before even being able to get the land. So once we did, like, Milan and Inter agreed on it. Like, he wanted a, a set. I think he wanted to guarantee 75,000 seats, like, to kind of match what we had at I'm the like, San Siro. He wanted um, those things anymore. The, the clubs, the both clubs <laughs> want 75,000 seats. I mean, yeah. it, fill, it fills out. It really does. Like, I can't, I can't say it doesn't. Like, whenever, like, we, Jeez. I think we average, like, 71,000 fans at the, at the stadium. So, okay. Both no, clubs no. want their own stadium, um, which is okay. it's very difficult to find um, the space in Milan right now. The city of Milan doesn't want them to leave the San Siro because then they're left with the tenants that they have at this huge concrete block um, are leaving and they're left with this massive uh, structure um, in Milan and nothing to really do with it. Right? Both, team, so both teams lease it from the city. So they basically yeah. they have to split the money with Milan. So if we break off and get our own state, even if we share it with, with, with Milan, we all the money goes to us. Nothing goes back to the city. So... It's it's gonna be sad to see San Siro go. Just you know, it is a I I mean it, a, I don't really care. icon <laughs> of of football, Gotta but yeah, Gotta we both desperately need our own stadium. So see, it worked out for us because we just played in Torino Stadium, right? We tore ours down and we built a new one. Yeah. Is yeah. there is there any other I don't know is there any other stadiums in Milan? Was I think the closest I think the closest we would have to go. And again, I, I mean, I think they would still be playing in the San Siro. I don't think they'd be tearing it down. They would. Well, I guess it depends on where they put it. If they put it in San Sesto Giovanni, then yes, they would be able to still play in the San Siro. If they go with the original plan, which is to tear it down and like leave one column as like a memoriam kind of thing, and then, then they would probably have to go to Bergamo and play where Atalanta play. 
the for Clarissa. the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, if it was me, out with the old, in with the new. Let's go here. What are we talking? I'm exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, every every team, uh, every team does like should have a new state. Like, Bologna is falling apart. I mean, Udinese has a new one. Like, that's that's a nice stadium. Like, Body's got one that's like seventy five thousand seats. San Nicola, yeah, Body's cra- and they sell out like every single game. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the Derby d'Italia preview. Appreciate all the listeners. Um, this was really fun. Thank you guys for for coming on and um, letting us know a little bit more about what's going on on the the Juventini side. So, uh, really appreciate it. Um, any last words from you guys before we sign off here? Just thanks for having us, guys. It was a blast. Um, you know, I, I like you both very much, but I do hope you lose on Sunday. You know, I say oh, that. Same, yeah. You know, just being politely. Um, but uh, thanks again, and it's a blast. Hopefully, we can do it again. Yeah, I mean, you're only welcome back if we win. If we lose, then I probably won't, won't have that's, you guys back on. That's fair. I would probably say hey, the we same have thing. two more games coming up after this one, so you it's might true. be stuck yeah. with us. That's, you, you got a fair point. Yeah, all right. All right, guys. Let's. Uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Um, in the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi. <laughs>